Hello everyone, it's Kazaya. I hope you're having a wonderful day or night. Um, on my previous solo episode, I talked a lot about music and songwriters, so I thought it would be cool to kind of reflect off of that episode and give you a little song analysis. Unlike the last episode, I did try and do a lot more research for today's episode, and I... I'm trying to make this episode a lot more organized, so I hope you enjoy that. Today, I'll be analyzing Champagne Problems by Taylor Swift from her album Evermore. And before we start, I highly encourage you to listen to the song before listening to the rest of this episode because everyone will definitely make their own interpretation of the song. And I'm here talking about my own personal view and my own personal stance on this song. For a lot of people, this song can be seen as a song about alcohol problems, hence the title Champagne Problems, and I could definitely see their point of view, but if you look at the song in a more lyrically way, in a more lyrical way, it can be seen as a kind of like a story tale, or like a fairy tale, um, kind of like a, basically like an open book about a proposal um, about the relationship between the protagonist and their maybe lover. Basically just the protagonist and the protagonist's friend. It could, it could definitely be interpreted in that way if you look at it lyrically. But for me, on the other hand, this song makes me think a lot about my past friendships that I had with certain people in my life. So I'll definitely be talking. Ab- I'll definitely be talking mainly off of that interpretation. So we'll start off with our song title, which is "Champagne Problems." Once again, this title can be thought of as alcohol problems or addiction problems. And for me, addictions can be something or someone you feel very dependent on. In general, the the word champagne or sh- champagne in general um, signifies celebration or happiness since people usually drink it on special occasions, whether it be like the new year, a birthday or like an open house thing. Yeah. Um, and since this title contrasts champagne with the word problems um it can kind of show that there's always going to be a downside to every upside or just like a downside to everything in general the first verse the first verse is you booked the night train for a reason so you could sit there in this hurt bustling crowds or silent sleepers you're not sure which is worse With the first line, we can see that the person Taylor is singing about is pretty certain about their decision in moving, whether it be mentally or physically distancing themselves from the protagonist, or in this case, you. um, They're sure that they want to leave because when you book a train, there really isn't a quick way in going back because trains go one way and they don't they unlike buses they don't stop to turn back so their decision is already pretty solid um the bus and crowds and silent sleepers are 
the people on the train, with the bustling crowds being the morning train and the silent sleepers being the night train. In both situations, the person is still grieving the pain they have, and in either situation, they would still be feeling this like enormous pain, which no silence, silence or noise can change. So, either way, they just you know they just gotta pick how they want to deal with their grief. Um, the chorus is because I dropped your hand while dancing, left you out there standing, crestfallen on the landing, champagne problems, your mom's ring in your pocket, my picture in your wallet, your heart was glass, I dropped it, champagne problems. Now in the first part of this chorus, they mentioned dropping their hand while dancing. Dancing is a very Dancing can be very dependent on their partner, since without their other partner, their performance would obviously not be complete. And by dropping their hand, this can show a change in the relationship, the change of dynamic, and the change in trust. Um, a really quick Easter egg I noticed is that in the 11th track of the same album, which is Cowboy Like Me, Taylor says, dancing is a dangerous game, further implying that this, that this dance can symbolize the friendship or relationship of, of the two, which is, which is, yeah, um, whether it be friendship or relationship, it is, it is yours to decide. When the last part, okay, the last part of the cor- the chorus says your mom's ring in your pocket my picture in your wallet your heart was glass i dropped it champagne problems these are all very precious and irreplaceable things like the their mom's ring and the wallet since obviously call- wallets carry many important things like cash cards and ids um well the only thing us as the protagonist was holding was their heart but we still managed to drop it right so describing the heart as glass i think is very genius because i feel like everyone knows to be careful when glass is around you and when you're not careful glass will shatter into thousands of little dangerous glass shards. Um, back to saying your heart was glassed, I dropped it. After, how do I word this? After the lines, your mom's ring in your wallet, my picture in your wallet. So it's like, they're implying that the person is very trustworthy. But the one thing they gave you, which in this case was their heart, you you manage to drop it so it's like this this part of the entire song can talk about like how a person can be there for you but you couldn't fully be them be there for them too if that makes sense that's the way how, how i interpreted that okay verse two
You told your family for a reason. You couldn't keep it in. Your sister's your sister splashed out on the bottle. Now no one's celebrating. I like to think this verse is pretty straightforward, with the thing you told your family being something big or important since in my case or from my understanding whenever you tell your family something it's usually like a big deal or or something life-changing right and since the sister splashed out on the bottle it's like it's a pretty big deal right for someone to pop some champagne like that it must be a pretty huge deal and with the ending explaining that no one's celebrating that no one is celebrating anymore you much um you know it must be a huge deal since the first part of the verse um kind of explains how kind of celebrates the the celebration um the first part of the verse um highlights how it was very important because you couldn't keep it in. You told your family, your sister popped some champagne. Very huge deal. But then with that one line at the end, saying that no one is celebrating, it's like a huge mood changer. <laughs> now for the chorus, Dom Perignon, you brought it. No c- crowd of friends applauded. Your hometown sp- skeptics called it champagne problems. You had a speech, you're speechless. Love slipped beyond your reaches, and I couldn't give a reason. Champagne problems. I feel like, especially during this part of the song, many can see that it's definite. There's definitely a story here. Dom Perignon is a very, very expensive type of vintage champagne, which also enhances and further shows that this was a very, very, very special occasion. But by the time the event or situation ended, no one was happy because no one applauded. (laughs) And it probably just ended in the worst possible way. With the chorus ending with, I couldn't give a reason, champagne problems, um, for me... This is the part where it feels like there isn't like there isn't a direct reason of why you couldn't give a reason. It's you know, it kind of make it doesn't make sense at all. But it's like it the that line kind of expresses a feeling of not being able to be there for someone and you can't really give a reason like it's pretty blurry um it's also pretty obvious now especially that throughout the song the title is very repetitive which will continue to explain the reason or more specifically why they couldn't give a reason so I feel like champagne problems, the word, the way they use it in the song describes how 
you can't describe the feeling or it describes how you couldn't give a reason. I really hope that made sense. Um, yeah. The bridge is your modest touch on the Chevy door, November flush and your flannel cure. The storm was once a madhouse. I made a joke, well, it's made for me. However green, our group of friends don't think we'll say that word again, and soon they'll have the nerve to deck, to deck the halls that we once walked through. One for the money, two for the show. I never was ready, so I watched you go. Sometimes you just don't know the answer till someone's on their knees and asks you. She would have made such a lovely bread. What a shame she's fucked in the head, they said. But you'll find the real thing instead. She'll patch up the tapestry that I shred. Now, this is the best bridge of all time. Arguably, the best bridge of all time. Like, if you listen to the song, I, I think it's literally, it's... The bridge makes the entire song. And this bridge kind of, it just wraps the song. It just surrounds, it just, I'm going to say the bridge one more time just because I feel like I can't, I can't give the bridge enough justice. Your Midas touch on the Chevy door, November flush and your flannel cure. The storm was once a madhouse. I made a joke. Well, it's made for me. However green our group of friends don't think we'll say that word again, and soon they'll have the nerve to deck the halls that we once walked through. One for the money, two for the show. I never was ready, so I watched you go. Sometimes you just don't know the answer, till someone's on their knees and asks you. She would have made such a lovely bride. What a shame she's fucked in the head, they said. But you'll find the real thing instead. She'll patch up the tapestry. She'll patch up your tapestry that I shred. Once again, this is one of my all-time favorite bridges. It, it's so, it feels so raw and emotional with so many things going on in it. With a start, okay, with a start using Midas, describing Midas, yeah. Um, with a start, um, the Midas touch is referencing the Greek myth about King Midas. To put it short, anything King Midas touches turns into gold, which means that whatever they touched turned very valuable, purely just because they touched it. Um, the line, however green, our group of friends don't think we'll say those words again, have a, have lots of interpretations, especially on like Twitter, depending on who you ask. But for me, um, the words they don't want to say again is group of friends. Um, a lot of people like to think it's the word evergreen, but I I just think it's group of friends because right after that the lyrics explain. And soon they'll have the nerve to deck the halls that we once walked through. In my head, I see the halls as school hallways or alleyways that I used to walk through. Um, and then the line, I never was ready, so I watched you go. Like, 
I feel like that time is like she was in a time where she couldn't make up her mind and think straight but her partner or friend whichever way you see it fit didn't want to wait and kind of just left her and the line right after that says sometimes you don't know sometimes you just don't know the answer till someone's on their knees and asks you notice how the lyrics spec the lyrics here specify that the person slash love interest slash friend isn't on one knee like a proposal type but they're on their knees like i think in like a begging way like begging for an answer or begging for a final choice and finally during the last part she mentions the tapestry that she shred she talks about how there are so much more better and worthy people out there that can patch up the the holes that he's left them with because she specifies she'll patch up the tapestry that I shred so she definitely she definitely knows what she's doing she definitely knows that I feel like it was during this the ending of this bridge is when she noticed that she isn't the one for for them and she isn't the one who's going to be there for them so that that's why she specifies she'll pass she'll patch up the tapestry that I shred. She'll fix up the holes that I left you with. Um and the ending chorus and hold your hand while dancing, never leave you standing, crestfallen on the landing with champagne problems, your mom's ring in your pocket, her picture in your wallet. You won't remember all of my champagne problems. Now this is the last part of the song. And during this last part, she repeats the chorus. But this time she changes the possessive adjective my to the pronoun her. Talking about the future and how it may look. And and then she ends it with, you won't remember all of my champagne problems. Which can reference how they both are going to move on and they're going to move on from from the moment they have together and how in a matter of time they're both they're both they're both are just gonna get lost in the memory they'll both get lost in the memories and how and and how a lot after a lot of healing they're both gonna they're both gonna find someone that they both that they're both perfect with that's kind of all of what i have for this song that's my little analysis for the song um it took me a while to write my my thoughts down um i really do hope i made sense i really do hope i bring some justice to the song um but it was so fun to do, so fun to write. So yeah, it was so fun to write. Um, once again, this is all just my interpretation of the song, and you can definitely see it in so many different lights. I watched Summer Sentiments video on YouTube on her champagne problems 
literary an analysis and reaction video. So I highly recommend you check it out if you'd like to hear her analysis, analysis more in depth. But that's all I have for this episode. Once again, I really do hope I brought some justice to the song because the song is so good um both lyrically and like m melodically um but that's all i have for this episode i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did um thank you for listening till the end because i feel like this is quite a long episode but that's all i have bye <laughs>